You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. Today on the Solid Dirt Podcast, we welcome filmmakers Lawrence Madrigal and Jason O'Mahony. Their new film, We Were Hyphy, is currently playing at CineQuest 2022. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Thanks for listening. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'm here with uh, Lawrence Madrigal and Jason O'Mahony, and uh, they are the director and producer behind the documentary film, We Were Hyphy, which is currently playing at CineQuest 2022. Um, welcome, you two, for, for being on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Kyler. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we were just talking before we went on air about like, um, you know, briefly about the film itself. You guys are based out of Oakland. Um, and this was a, a music scene that I had no um, awareness of. But then but then I was hearing about the some of the artists that are involved. And it's like these are very for many people, very familiar um, hip hop artists of big names. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just really curious about um the kind of the genesis of the film um and how you guys uh hooked up on the project itself yeah um good yeah um, i was just going to say that um i'd actually never heard of hyphy previously either until larry started telling me stories about it and larry and i used to work together and uh the stories he was telling was just amazing it was like like they literally blew my mind and so I was wondering, like, how I'd never heard of it either. And Larry is just such an, uh, an, a natural sort of storyteller and has such love for Hyphy that, like, after chatting um, about it for, I suppose, probably a couple of weeks or probably even a couple of months, and we both worked in video, and I was like, my God, we just have to put this down on, on film. Um, and so then it, it was like, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I literally had heard nothing about it until Larry started telling stories. But over the course of the last four years, which is how long it took to make the uh, the documentary, I've actually uh, learned a little bit definitely. It's thanks to Larry's sort of love of Hyphy and growing up in Hyphy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I grew up um, in a town uh, just outside of Oakland called Antioch in the Bay Area. So, um, and I was in high school going into my early 20s during the, the high food movement, um, which the film um, obviously covers. And yeah, so I, I just was around it, um, you know, and it was such a big, you know, I, I think anyone going through that transition in their life from teenage years to adulthood, it's it's just like su- such an influential time. But high food just like was like such a, a big part of my life and definitely shaped a lot of like who I ended up becoming today. Um, and yeah, I was just like a huge hip-hop head already and i love bay area rap already so it was just like a natural kind of interest of mine and then um yeah i started working with jason um and then i i share a bunch of like you know songs and definitely a lot of the the car videos with him because he's a big car person and he it was actually his idea he he approached me and said we should we should make a short about hyphy you know and just put it online so i was like i'd I'd love to um and then it just kind of grew from there yeah well, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, um, and and like I said, a lot of the names I think people like Too Short, for example, like everyone knows yeah. Too Short, or, um, and then you know just a handful like Mac Dre and um, G Easy. So a lot of these names were popping up that I'm like, oh sh- shit, like I know like that, and then it, it kind of makes sense, like because when you hear, um, you know, I guess and music from any part of the world, but, um, that that in its own way has its has its very specific vernacular. And you, you hear it and you don't really know what it means, but it sounds good. And you just kind of like go with it. Um, so, but it all kind of like the, the dots were connected for me as I watched this for 
um, you know, a lot of these artists that I had no clue what the, what they were referencing, but I just had heard the music. So, and you know, it, yeah, it was really cool. Very specific. Um, like that from what I was seeing, nothing like it anywhere else in the, in the world that I'm aware of. Um, so I'm just so excited that documentary film got, you know, um, was made about that. And I think, you know, just, we, we mentioned the film, um, bleeding audio about the band, the matches right before. Um, and I think, I, I suppose with any documentary film, but, uh, you know, from the filmmakers I've talked to that have gone, um, to cover something about music, just how long of a process that can be. And you said you worked for roughly four years on the project itself. So I always like to ask documentary filmmakers specifically, like, when do you know a project is done? When you're, when are you, when are you done with like, um, or calling it? It's like, okay, now we got to get it into festivals. Um, yeah, I would just love to hear that's a, you know, that's a good chunk of everyone's like life. And with, you know, there's, there's a lot of commitment and and back and forth, I would imagine. So yeah, just talk, um, speak to that if you don't mind. Yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good kind of question. And it's funny that it's me and Jason, uh, because out of everyone on the team, it was a constant, you know, Jason setting deadlines for me, me, and because I, I edited the film as well. So it was just like, me constantly being like, I need a couple more days on this. I, you know, are we, I don't know if we're going to finish it by then. And, you know, it's, you never, it's like documentary is crazy because it's like the story, like you have an idea of what you're going to make, but you have no idea what the story really is, you know? And then it just starts evolving as you're making it. And you're just like, it's hard to say it's ever complete. Cause there's always so many more avenues you could go down um, avenues. You had no idea even existed before you start meeting people and they start sharing their, their their perspective on things and then they introduce you to other people and it's just like so it was tempting to to continue making this film but we we really we felt like we owed it to all the people that that donated both behind the camera and in front of the camera that donated their time you know to making this film and you know like um all the people that you know we, we started our instagram um halfway through making it and the the love on instagram was just amazing like the bay area really rallied behind um, us making this film. So we really felt like we owed it to everyone to, to lock it up. And I feel like the last six months making it, it everything just started coming together. It like, it's like after three and a half years, it really felt like it was coming together. And I was like, okay, yeah, we can, we can, we can finish this film. And it's like, just stuff like within the last week of, of finishing the final cut for CineQuest, we got the final um, master like VO track from our narrator, Be uh, Benjamin Earl Turner. And that just came, I mean, that literally came in like five days before the final cut, you know? Oh, wow. So it's like, it's just like stuff like that. It's just like, you know, it's like the universe kind of just bringing everything together last minute. So it's like, once that happened, it was like, I was like, I definitely felt like the film was done. So that's my perspective on it. Yeah. yeah. To answer your question, like when did we know the film was done? To be honest, when we got the, uh, okay, you're into CineQuest, kind of an email. We're like, oh my God, like, we have to get it done now. So we were sending like uh, rough cuts around to people and stuff, do you know? And like, there, there's this old um, kind of saying that like a piece of art is never finished. It's just kind of abandoned. So like we had it and we had it to a point where we were happy enough to send it to people, but we always knew that there was more work to be done. And like Larry did an absolutely outstanding job. Um, we found out that we got into the festival probably like maybe only three or four weeks before we actually had to deliver like the final print. And so yeah. that was a really like a heavy time to kind of get the voiceover together to like piece everything together to sort of work on things that we knew we needed to be worked at. So like, I mean, I'd be getting texts 
from Larry, honestly, like at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like what do we do? And I wake up at seven and respond and he'd like be back, like responding again, do you know? So, yeah, but like that whole four year process, it was an amazing journey because we set out originally just to make like a shorter piece that we could throw up on YouTube or something mm -hmm. like that. So we had that done relatively quickly, but as Larry mentioned, like everybody we spoke to was just so generous with their time. They would always introduce us to somebody else. And so it grew. And then um, we sort of decided, okay, let's make a longer piece. And then eventually it turned into an 85 minute um, feature. But yeah, from the time we first started speaking about it, I think June, maybe 2018 to like when it actually played at CineQuest was almost four years. So a long process, loads of challenges, but like wonderfully rewarding. Yeah, yeah and like, that's to, great. To add, if I could add one more thing to that, it's like, sure. that's kind of the, the only way we could have made this movie because like we, we, we made it with like literally zero funding. It was just like, like people just volunteering their times. There was, I mean, some of the stuff that we had to pay for, it just came out of, me, Jason, and our, our other uh, partner, director of photography, Ryan McDowell's pocket, you know, we self-funded what we could, but like a lot of it was just people, you know, donating their time and their, their craft, you know? Um, so it, it, I mean, it's like, that's the only way we could have made it, I think, mm -hmm. you know, at that point. Well, yeah, I think like, I mean, it's a testament to like how much love is behind the project because it's like, you know, you can feel that definitely that comes across very, very strongly, um, you know, the, the love of the people behind the film, the people who are in the film. Um, so I, I guess maybe for those, I mean, I really want everyone to see this. And I think it's so cool. CineQuest is doing, you know, the better half of April, people have the opportunity to, to check it out. But um, maybe we could just talk about like what what. What exactly is Hyphy? Because um, when I saw the title with a name, I was like, um, I'm like, okay, I'm really, I'm intrigued. I, you know, I respect the person who sent this project to me. So I know, I know it's going to be good. Um, like, what is, <laughs> how would you explain it to someone who had never heard anything about Hyphy? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So it is hard to define, but I mean, Hyphy is um, really down to the nuts and bolts. It was a Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area um grown um cultural movement that is rooted in music uh and rooted in a subgenre of hip-hop um that is known for its like heavy bass um up-tempo very up-tempo kind of kind of um beats and then very colorful kind of crazy almost like wacky kind of lyrics but also very rooted in the streets and like very rooted in like community and like you know um, a voice for that uh that community, like from, from Oakland specifically and the, and the rest of the Bay Area and Vallejo. Um, so it's, it's, and then that, okay. So that's basically like what it's rooted as music, but it, 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 it also is, has all these other avenues um, kind of like how hip hop is made up of music, DJing, uh, you know, dancing uh, and graffiti. Hyphy is kind of made up the same way with, with music as its root, but then there's like a whole dance element with turfing and going dumb um, as well as like a whole car culture movement when you get into the, all the sideshow stuff. And then um, there's also like slang and fashion. Um, and then also like, which we discovered making this film a whole kind of social impact side of it too. So it's, it's just like this big cultural movement. That's very, very Bay area at its roots. I think what was really cool about Haifi as well. I mean, the, the music is obviously kind of uh, core or essential to it, but there was a genuine love and respect that the artists had for the fans and absolutely that the fans had for the artists as well. And hopefully that's one of the things that came across during the, um, during the documentary. I mean, there's a beautiful quote from Gary Archer um, right at the end, who speaks about like, if it wasn't for the fans, you could make the best music ever, but if the fans aren't there to actually listen, 
it, it doesn't really matter. And that's one of the things that really kind of struck me. Like, as you would go, as you would meet people, invariably they would encourage you to speak to somebody else or chat to somebody else or encourage you to talk about another aspect of it. And it was that sort of like, I mean, we describe it as a love letter to the hyphy movement, and it really is. And part of that love is from the fans to the artists and then from the artists back to the fans. So, like, for me, that's kind of what hyphy is. It was just this almost magical time, really, Larry, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was like, it's like in the documentary, like it gets compared to like, you know, like the 60s, uh, you know, and like the summer of love. And like, it, it really is like one of those special once in a lifetime moments of history in the Bay Area of just like genuine culture making. Um, and it, yeah, and it, it's funny, one of the questions we asked every interview at the very end was finish this sentence, hyphy is. And, and so many of them were just like, they'd start answering and just be like, how the hell do you answer that? <laughs> and they, they'd be kind of, and we're like, I know it's hard, but really try and kind of like sum it up with one word. And the responses we got were like all over the place. It was like hyphy is community, hyphy is movement, hyphy is loud, hyphy is unique. Um, so it's just, it's harder to find, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it so like special. It's so, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same, but it's like different for every person who was involved. And I think what, like, Jason, what you said is I, I caught that too. That was such an incredible moment where it is like the, you know, often you don't hear um, about the fans and how like they, they were like respected just as, you know, they were an equal part of it in many ways from the, you know, the musicians and, and the culture. Um, so that, that was such a cool, unique um, thing for, for someone from, you know, me on the outside to see that. And, you know, I was, I was jealous. I wish I could have <laughs> been there at the time. A very, very cool. Um, but yeah, just a, a very specific time and everything just came together just right. And it was a, you know, a beautiful thing. Um, excellent. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about, okay. So, so, film festivals i it's it's been kind of a wild ride the last couple of years and you know i'm pretty sure i got COVID up at sundance 2020 right before the world <laughs> exploded it's like the perf perfect petri dish for you know the yeah. world so um th that was in like in february of 2020 and then since we've done uh you know a lot of online stuff and things have been kind of coming back slowly there's been a hybrid um you know, festivals, which have been, which has been very cool. So we had uh, touched on before recording, like the, you know, pros and cons of in-person and virtual and how, you know, there's a, you know, it's really awesome to be together, but some of these virtual festivals have been really pulling some, uh, you know, amazing uh, things for the, for the audience, for the filmmakers, so many more people are probably able to see a lot of these films worldwide, which is, you know, incredible. So um, we're, we're only about four to three, four days into CineQuest right now. Um, th this being the 4th of April, uh, I, I would just love to hear, you know, about your experience. I know we got, we got, you know, a couple more weeks to go, but I'd love to hear about the experience of the, you know, the virtual festival um, with CineQuest. Yeah. I, I, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's kind of been like a blessing in disguise, like, the virtual, the virtual, and, and like we are going to have an in-person later in, in August, you know, CineQuest uh, is hosting both, which is so cool. I like the hybrid model a lot. And it, it's been, I, I, I've kind of loved the virtual um, experience so far. It's, I think we have, I don't know if our, our entire fan base would be able to make it to the in-person, you know? Um, so it's just like extended the reach so much, you know, and like uh, we've gotten, it's cool. Cause like, it's just been like, we've been like following the the premiere all weekend through like 
Instagram too, because so many people have been posting about it and then just messaging us and saying, like, you did this so well and I appreciate this and like, thank you for, you know, and just, we've been able to kind of interact with the fans really well um, as they're watching it. And it's cool. They, they're they like sending us videos of them, like watching it in their living room, you know, some on their laptops, some on their, on their TVs and just like their reactions to it are, are really, it's awesome. Um, so, and, and then a lot of them are like, man, I can't wait to see it in person later this summer. And it's just like, it's cool to kind of have both. Yeah, the, the hybrid approach definitely works. I mean, CineQuest, to be fair to them, had to make a decision about, I, I guess, maybe eight weeks ago, whether they would go hybrid or not. And eight weeks ago, and it, like, when you say eight weeks, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but like Omicron was going wild, everything was shut down again. And so I think they did a fantastic job of deciding to go hybrid. They communicated it really well, that it was going to be um, a virtual screening to begin with in April, but then that they were also going to do like an in-person screening in August. So there's aspects of um, the virtual screenings that are fantastic, like watching people like kind of watch it, uh, take screenshots of it, share it on Instagram. But the the in-person screening would be amazing as well, because I'm sort of a, an old fashioned film fan. There's something almost magical about walking into like a cinema or walking into a theater and watching the lights come down and then just watching something beautiful happen in front of you on the magic silver screen, you know? And I think that's something that, that humans kind of need, that, that sort of communal storytelling. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you spoke about like going to Sundance. I love mm-hmm. going to festivals. I love getting like kind of, just inundated with all these films that you wouldn't necessarily see anywhere else. So I'm really looking forward to the, the, the August screening as well. But yeah, for now, the virtual screen and being able to watch people look at the film, enjoy the film has been, has been a blessing as well. Yeah, that's great. I think, uh, yeah, it would be cool if there could be, um, we could have, you know, both like going forward because there, there have, you know, we, we need that in-person community level of it. Um, but the high, the hybrid or online part has been so cool. And it just made me, you know, just, um, Lawrence, you just talking about, you know, all the people reaching out to you. It's just like the perfect, um, you know, for, for the film itself, for the hype movement, for the, like the fans being involved. This sounds really cool that like the fans watching the film are directly involved and sending, you know, videos and screenshots. So um, like what a perfect, you know, situation right now to represent this film and um, all across the board. So I, I think that's so cool. We're definitely yeah, and like, Sorry, Larry, go on. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say, and like before it was done, even we 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 did a huge um, uh, shout out for asking for fans to 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 share their footage and and, and photos of the era, um, so that we could try and incorporate into the movie, and, and that that response was insane too. So a lot of the kind of like um, older um, archival footage that you see in the movie mm-hmm. is from like our our community of 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 I of Instagram followers and stuff, and it was sick. Just like it's like so hyphy to be it's like made by a community you know like so it's yeah i guess i was kind of core to the hyphy movement as well like it all started back in um well i suppose late 90s early 90s but one of the things that Nump um uh, says was that like we didn't have ig back then we didn't have snapchat and so people would literally go they would rent a house they would bring in recording gear they'd make cds and like the next day they'd be out selling the cds from uh, the trunk of their cars and like people would be going wild for those so i, I guess this um this hybrid thing is almost it's like a continuation of of life as well it's cool to sing yeah that's so cool um well, great. So, I mean, um, people have the opportunity, like I said a couple of times, to to screen this up until um, the seventeenth. 
like what's next for the film or, or am I thinking too, too far? I'm, I'm always just curious because, you know, sometimes people will hear this like after the fact, um, is there anything um, you can share as far as like uh, what's next for the film? Well, we've submitted to, to other festivals and we would love it for it to screen in different places. We're definitely going to have a screening in the Grand Lake Theatre as well. Uh, the Grand Lake is this old kind of classic theatre from the 1920s in Oakland. It's gorgeous. They have a couple um, theatres in there. Actually, one is uh, is small. It's only about 100 seater. But like it's done up like an old um, Egyptian sort of auditorium almost. It kind of reminds me like the Egyptian in uh, Park City a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's just it's an amazing place. And while it's wonderful to have things uh, hybrid, we're definitely looking forward to uh, having an in-person screening in the Grand Lake. I'm most definitely looking forward to going like having an after party, like listening to hyphy music, going dumb and uh, drinking quite a few beers as well. So, <laughs> but like in addition to that, if you could potentially get um, like distribution, we would love it. Like our goal for this is to have as many eyeballs as we possibly can on it. So that, like if anybody um, come, like if anybody hears about this after the 17th, check out our website. It's um, we were hyphy.com. Check out the Instagram. It's just at we were hyphy. And we'll definitely be updating that anytime we get into festivals or, or, or have further screenings. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's like literally probably like over like 30, like 30 plus hours of, of, in, of interview footage, you know, and, you know, we had to, you know, it's a, it's a movie. We had to make it a certain length. So there's a lot that is in it. So we plan on continuing to release, you know, great quotes and, little sound bites on the IG as the year goes on and just keep sharing what we can from what we got. Cause there's, there's just so much great stuff and not all of it made it into the film. Great. Well, I'll make sure to link everything to that so people can, um, you know, follow us. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to follow it myself. So, um, and then that's so great. You, you have that plan um, in August that, that in-person screening. So a lot to look forward to um, for this film. And I can't wait to hear, uh, you know, what, what, what more is to come? I'm sure like there's going to be, you know, a, a lot more eyes. We'll see, we'll see this film because it, because it is, it, it's a wonderful documentary. So thank you for making it. Thank you. Wow. It means a lot. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add as we, as we wrap up tonight? Yeah, I think like, I think my final kind of thoughts are, uh, you know, we made this movie with two audiences in mind. Um, one being the, the Baydestrians or Bay area, uh, uh, natives of the of the of that era that are about my age that that lived it as like a love letter to the bay and, and kind of a nostalgic uh gift to them to re-enjoy hyphy and kind of bring them back to those those uh those years but also the other audience is people that have never heard of it ever and just kind of like we really tried to cater to that audience and explain things and break it down and, and really make it like a learning piece for them and and if you enjoy the film and you're new to hyphy check out all the music that goes along with it because we only touch the very surface of some of the musicians and songs within the movement. So you could just dive in from there uh, and check out tons, tons more. Yeah. Yeah. And we spoke a little bit previously as well about that connection between fans and artists. And one of the really cool things about this was that like people that were sort of growing up during the movement, even Lawrence, for example, like um, he was a teenager at the time, but now he's like, he's made a movie about it. Do you know what I mean? So there's, sorry, apologies. So there's, um, like an awful lot of the the sort of teenagers at the time have gone on to live like artistic lives of their own, like Jeezy and Kamaya and Pilo. They were all just kids at the time, you know what I mean? But they like they listened to hyphy music. They listened to people like Fab and Keith the Sneak, who we all spoke to. And by listening to the music, it was almost like they were given permission to go out and live artistic lives um, of their own. So I guess 
like the final thing, as Larry was saying, was, yeah, just check out all the amazing music by all the amazing artists, both the original um, hyphy artists and the artists that were coming of age at the time. Now are making fantastic music of their own. Yeah, I can attest to that. I went on like a, you know, playlist uh, rabbit hole right after I watched oh, nice. the film. So I got a ton of stuff I got to listen to, but I've been loving um, what I've heard. So, so yeah, um, Lawrence, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about, you know, your film. We were hyphy. I loved it. Um, I can't wait to tell, you know, people about it and for people to hear this episode and it's going to go um up right away because i you know want to make sure people get the chance to see it at at cinequest so thank you so much for taking the time no thank you thank so you much, so much.